This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back to live action here at Harry Harvey Stadium for your fourth and final quarter. Marple Newtown trailing Strathaven 36 to nothing here on the other side of the quarter. A failed rush and a failed pass on a third down play forced a change of possession. Strathaven on the punt. Looked like Pat Fisher might have muffed it as the punt went off of his foot, but I guess they ruled that it was just to the side. In any event, Strathaven got the ball deep in their own territory inside the 10-yard line, but they are facing a second and two now from the 16. Hand off to Cornelius Berry, number 34. His first action of the game, and he gets a couple yards off the left side this time, and up to like, the 20-yard line. Looks like for Strathaven, it's going to be continue to be more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. Just keep running the football. And at this point... It's going to tick the clock off, and that's what you do when you're a team and you're up by this much. Right. Well, Strathaven, you know, they've called off the dogs. There's there's no point to be made at this at this juncture. You don't want to embarrass the team. But the way they're moving the ball, they could still conceivably score at this rate. And there's another handoff to this time number 22, Nick Thompson, 5'7", senior. He's a little a little package there, very low to the ground, loose center of gravity. He was able just to push across a couple of bodies and get... Up across the 30-yard line yeah. on that rush. As the frustration boils over here at Harry Harvey Stadium, the coaching staff and, and the box next to us, they, they aren't happy, and they've been trying to figure stuff out, continuing to work to try and figure stuff out. Well, the best but thing the best thing possible is that you don't really want to burn the game films in this, as, as they say. You can probably learn the most from a blowout loss than you could from a very close loss. Yeah. Because with the temptation with a close loss is that, oh, we're just right there. We just need to have, make a few minor adjustments. Mm. But you can go back to the drawing board with a blowout loss such as this and say, this is, we need, we have a whole week ahead of this. Let's revamp yeah. this whole thing or let's keep hammering the simple stuff that we haven't gotten wrong. Because maybe the repetition will burn it in their memories and they'll be able to pick up no. certain blocks and spots a little bit quicker. And when... First and ten for Strathaven at their own 32. Another handoff to the left side this time. Another easy game for Strathaven this time. I think it's number... Oh, who was that? Well, Dixon Speaker. Pardon me. Dixon Speaker this time with another Strathaven first down to the 44. 7.14 to go in this contest. 36-0. Strathaven leads Marple Newtown. This time three backs. Hand off straight up the middle to Shane Kennedy. He gets across the 50. Back to the 47 is again. There's more than one tackler. And at least you can say this for the Marple Newtown defense. It's not just one guy left out there. There are several guys, but the problem is it's the defensive backs having to come up constantly. You know, we know that Strathaven's not going to pass, but if you have defensive backs leading or, or ganging up with your line on tackles, 
that tells you that there's at least a five, six ga- yard gain every time. Well, one thing to remember is when when things are never as bad as they seem and things are never as good as they seem, and you don't make big decisions when things are too great or too or too bad. So, second down and one from the 44. Looks like the handoff goes behind the line of scrimmage. This time, a, possibly the best breakthrough by multiple members of the defensive line, led by Carl Kasarski this time. I think number 46, Alex Giositz, a sophomore, got the call that time, but he was stacked up. Yeah. Now getting back to that point. No for point, no gain. It's now third and one. Trying to make there is that you don't you don't make big adjustments now. You do that in practice, like you were saying. So that's why you don't want to make any big decisions when it's this bad. And perhaps the best thing, the clock continues to run. It is under six minutes to go. 5:43 in this contest. As Strathaven picks up that first down with a four-yard gain on third and one. And They're now making that big push there at the 41-yard line of Marple Newtown. It's just, it's not, this is not fun for anybody on this side of the field. And as the fans start to, to file out and move towards the exits, it's, you know, you got to commend the Tigers for continuing to play in this game. First and 10, 5, 16 to go at the 41-yard line handoff. Off the left side to Alex Heisey this time, the 5'11 sophomore. As you see a lot of the guys on the second and third string, now that the game is basically decided, getting in their time to see what they can do. That was no gain that time. As there was actually for the first time since early in the second quarter, Marple Newtown was able to stuff the middle. Well, Heisey's only listed as 5'11", 158, but with the, uh, the, the, neck, the neck guard on his back there, he looks like he's 230. That's right. Handoff up the middle this time. And they keep coming in with every a new guy almost every play for Strathaven, so we apologize we're not on top of it right away. This time it's Shane Kennedy once again. He seems to be a second and third down back for Strathaven here in the late going. He gets a push of three yards, and it's now third and seven for the Panthers at the 38-yard line. With 4.15 to go. Strathaven's just trying to get experience for their guys at this point and get as many in as you can. No wide receiver set. One back in motion from the left to the right. A handoff to Nick Thompson. Gets up across the 35 and just down to the 34. Tackle made by Matt Vandegrift. Unfortunately, that's the first time we've really heard his name all night. Yeah, as uh, he was one of the big guys counted on to be a bellwether on the defense. Uh, I mean, when looking at it all in, in perspective, we knew the Tigers were young coming into the season. They lost a lot of guys, and Pete Massaro obviously is a big, big loss. As re- as re- as evidenced already in the first yeah. two games. So they, they'll have to work, but the key is at this point, you have to get better as the season goes along. So right. we'll see. We, you don't really analyze, uh, analyze their play until the end of the if season. If you put in the work now, the luck will come later. Fourth down and three. Strathaven goes for it. And they are stopped. Nick Thompson got the got the carry that time. Looks like he only got two yards on that. And at long last, a positive marker for the Marple Newtown defense, however late, with 2.56 to go here in this contest. And they will actually now change of possession. It is first and 10 at the 33. Ron Alf, the lone wide receiver, 
to the left as usual. Two-man backfield. And off to Mario DiGuardi, off tackle this time. Barely gets past the 30-yard line. Maybe to the line of scrimmage, maybe not. Maybe a loss of one. We'll see where the spot is. Yeah, I mean, that, they got a good push draft Haven did again right there. And in there quickly, and once again, the offensive line now. Obviously, they've put in some different guys and trying to try, uh, take on some different matchups here late and just see what they have to work with for later in the year. So the defensive pressure is, is a little bit of a trouble here as uh, Tigers now set up on the 30. Handoff goes up the middle there. And that was Duffy on the carry who picked up about six or seven yards. It's good to see Duffy in. Yeah, getting some playing time here late in the game and using his ability and his quickness. And hopefully they're going to move uh, with him later and see maybe, you know, use him a little bit next week against Garner Valley. Well, perhaps we'll see a passing play here as it is third down and five from the 39 with 1.25 to go. Clock still ticking. Alf again split wide to the left. There's a rollout and a fake. And a handoff to Duffy again. Cuts across the 40. Across the 45 and does get the first down as he has finally stopped at the 46, moving the chains. Good speed by Duffy again there, using his his, his he's a smaller back. And he, you know, he's younger. He's 5'9, 164, but he has some moves there, it looks like. Alright, and you wonder why he wasn't in at the start of the second half. Because he is one he is one person that's almost guaranteed to get you a couple of yards just on, on, on will and effort alone. He can streak through some of the big, lankier backs. And there's another handoff on first and ten at the 46. To Ryan up across White. the 50. Ryan Everly. 5'11", 137. Ryan White. Ah, pardon me. <laughs> Ryan White actually there. And he's a, he's predominantly a defensive player for Marvel Newtown. But also lifted it listed as halfback, and what do they have to lose at this point? <laughs> as we have one more play to go. Second and six from midfield. Johnson rolls out to the left. Had Duffy across the 45, but again number 24, Tad Goff, and number 32, Shane Kennedy combined to tip that pass away. And we have come to the end of the contest. Well, unfortunately, not a good showing for the Marple Newtown no. Tigers as they fall to 0-2 on the season, dropping their 2008 home opener to perennial powerhouse Strathaven by a 36 to nothing count. We'll be back with a wrap and a pack after this short break. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers. Hi, this is Jim Allsman, voice of the Marble Newtown Tigers, reminding you that after tonight's game, be sure to log on to the newly designed website of the Marble Newtown Tigers, www.marblenewtownfootball.com. This site will provide you with game scores, highlights, statistics, and the history of the Marble Newtown football program. In addition, marblenewtownfootball.com will directly link you to iofthetigersblog.com, where you will find this podcast, along with coverage of each game provided by Greg Peck of the Tigers Radio Network. After each game and throughout the week, be sure to log on to www.marplenewtownfootball.com.
There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to Harvey Stadium here on the campus of Marple Newtown High School on this Friday night. Suddenly turned chilly and windy up here in the press box. It's possibly that is a harbinger of things to come as a harbinger definitely of what we have seen on this second game of the season for Marble Newtown. Uh, Almost from the outset, nothing went right in this 36 to nothing loss. I know what can you say heading into a an equally important and possibly season-saving and playoff-saving matchup at Garnet Valley High School next Friday night. Well, can, can I can I call it Black Friday? I know it's only September, but am I allowed to call it Black Friday because this is this is rough? And we knew coming into this season that there was a possibility that the Tigers were going to have to really fight hard to get into the playoffs. But 0-2 to start a season. Makes it that much tougher, especially when you have to go to Garnet Valley, who is a team that's coming into the Central League for the first time this year. A team coming off of a semifinal appearance in the state championship game for 3A last year. Very tough matchup. And it's a team that's senior laden versus this young Marble Newtown squad. Well, you wonder what head coach Ray Gianta and his staff will have up their sleeve because it seems like, from all indications of the last two games, Marple Newtown is best really on the defensive stand. Instead of trying to run the ball down the throat of the opposition, maybe they ought to concentrate on defensive stops first and then everything springing from that initial you know, good defense. Well, the playbook is out there on how to defend against this Marple Newtown squad, so it's going to be up to the coaches, I think, to really go and flip that on its head. Let's try and make some more passes as far as dropping back. Less rollout. Still keep that play action. Less rollout. But I'm saying... And use it earlier, too. And I'm not saying necessarily pass 7-1 to run, but go maybe 60% run, 40% pass. That would at least help. And switch switch it up. You don't have to go back-to-back passes in in a situation, but you go 3-1, 2-1, 5-1, 2 in a row. Anything to, to get that opposing defense off their mark. Because, you know, like you said, the book is written on Marble Newtown, and it, it's three words. Stop the run. Stop the run. And Strathaven did that from the outset. Yeah. Sealed up all the passing lanes, especially up the middle, where Stevens and Graziano ha- have done well in their careers. Yeah. And once you take that away and you get any of the Marble Newtown backs running north and south up the field instead yeah. of east to west, then... That's a recipe. That's a recipe for success. Well, one thing, and I think we're missing it, is the absence of Dan Giordano has shown it's what you know what we what we have to work with when he's not here emotionally and physical presence on the field. Now, his we we, we really don't want to discuss his injury, get into it because we don't know the whole story. But if he can come back and play, he would be a big boost to this squad but right now. This is a test of leadership more than anything else for the youngster. It's, a, it's a, a situation that most athletes from a certain age all the way through to their professional careers face, which is weighing an injury against the need of your team to be out there and, and have a physical yeah. show of leadership out on the field. 
Now, you're young enough in high school sports that you don't want to mess yourself up yeah, in the future. future. Don't want to jeopardize your high school future. Don't want to jeopardize, if you're a highly touted prospect, your college future. Or your even, even so, future. Right, or your walking, exactly. Because but at the same time, you're, you're the guy that can provide that emotional lift to an 0-2 team that could, could go 0-3 without you, could go 0-3 with you. But at this point, he's got to think that I've got to get out there. Yeah. If for nothing else, to, to provide that lift and to show these guys that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. But then again, we don't know what's in his mind. We don't know what's in the coaching staff's mind or the training staff's mind. We don't know the extent of his injury. It will basically be a game-time decision, Greg. Yeah. And uh, next Friday, you'll be on that. On yeah. the road. I will be there covering uh, the game. I will have quarterly updates that will post right to uh, the, the blog. I have the Tigers dot, uh, blog dot com. So you can go on there and get your updates if you aren't able to make it out to Garnet Valley and, and be, the ga- be at the game yourself. But we encourage you to go out there and give a big showing for this squad because, you know, even though they're struggling right now to start this season, they do have a lot of heart and they have a bright, bright future because they're all very young and they're they need that support. They need that show of support from their brothers, sisters, mothers, uncles, friends, and well-wishers. Because when you're young like that and things are down, it doesn't take a whole lot to get that little perk up. And, and you know, once they get that drive and that heart and that passion from people that are there for them, you don't know what can happen. Yeah. And especially with finely conditioned athletes as they are, it can only be positive. And in any case, we will be back in two weeks on the... Marple Newtown Tigers podcast. Bob Herpin on play-by-play. Greg Pecco, color and engineer as well. And we'd also like to say for executive producer Jim Alsman and the entire Marple Newtown athletic staff signing off for this evening. Sadly, it is a loss, 36 to nothing by Strathaven over Marple Newtown. Bob Herpin signing off for Greg Pecco and Jim Alsman. We'll see you on Friday, September 19th as Marple Newtown High School football returns to Harry Harvey Stadium facing Haverford. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, September 19th, when the Marble Newtown Tigers play host to the Fords of Haverford High School. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Next week, the Tigers will travel to Garnet Valley High School for a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, September 12th in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Coverage of that game will be provided by Greg Pecco of the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Until then, for Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco, I'm Jim Alsman wishing you a good night from Harry Harvey Stadium and Go Tigers! I'm